welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. Salam, nerds! It's your boy Neves, aka Watch with Neves, and I'm here with my co-host Jazz, aka DJ. Keep your wife's name out of. <laughs> I, can't <even> <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> it's Oscar night, man! It's Oscar night. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Mm, I love it. <laughs> when else would I get to use that line? <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Just kidding. Oh, it's man. been like a year, right? <laughs> it has been a year. It has been a year. Listen, Will Smith got his licks in. Chris Rock got his licks in. I think we can all move on now. I think we're good with that. I think uh, I think it's all good and done. And if you guys are like us and, you know, went back and forth from the Oscars to The Last of Us, you are ready to listen to our podcast because that was a wild episode, huh, Jazz? Um... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a lot to say. Look, um, as someone who's played the game, it's exactly what I hoped it would be. Mm. Uh, we'll get into that later. But uh, did I not call it? Did y'all need tissues today? Yeah, well, yeah, I would say, man. Um, <laughs> I had a lot of mixed emotions. But first, before I get into my emotions, I want to introduce our guests. We want to bring back Ruzzy and Xander. How are you guys? Ruzzy, mm-hmm. what's up? Hey, thanks for having me. This uh, full season uh, with, with Salam Nerds. Thanks again. It's been a blast. Yeah, and thanks yeah. so much for having me back. I'm happy to be here, but I'm not that happy after that episode. Nah. I, oh, yeah. A lot, lot going on. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my God, we got Ruby in the comments, and she has only one word. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Yeah, get ready. Oh get man, ready. that was that was a great episode. Um, what a great way to end it. I feel like I'm very satisfied. I didn't think I was going to be satisfied after this episode. I, I felt like I was going to be wanting more or we're going to be left off at a cliffhanger and it's going to be aggro. But I think they left it off in a very satisfying way where you're still very curious about how it's going to come back and what's going to happen next. But also you're not dying for it because you're kind of afraid what's coming next. You don't know. So I really, really like this episode. Um, I want to start off with saying the actress that they got to play Ellie's mom was Spot on. I thought we had we did a time jump and he was just Ellie pregnant. And I was oh, like, Neves. what happened? <laughs> uh Neves, I don't think you know this, but that actress, Ashley Johnson, she played Ellie in the games. Like the game is yeah. modeled yeah. after her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, I uh, once I uh once I got on Twitter, I figured that out. And I was like, no way. She looked just like her, spot on. Mm-hmm. Like they could be like before and after like eight jumps or whatever this it was it was phenomenal it was really really good um i was like where did they find her and then people were like yo that's the person from the game i was like oh (laughs) (laughs) i felt dumb (laughs) oh man that was really really funny uh but dad didn't i call it i was like ellie's knife is special i was like there's something about that knife and now we find out that her mom gave her that knife when she was born, which was really, mm-hmm. really cool. I don't know if you guys didn't want to spoil it or you just were like, you forgot or maybe it's not in the no, game. No, we knew. We okay. knew the whole time. It, it, the knife is in the game? Yeah, because like uh, even this like in the show, right? Like every few episodes, they'll zoom in on the knife. Like we knew like the significance there of it. No, but what I'm asking is, is does the game have the same significance? Is the knife in the game? I actually can't remember that. Resident I think it question. is. I think it's. Uh, I think Riley gave it to her. I don't think it was the mom. Is that's a whole new scene. So wow, that's like that's, that's like a treat for both uh, viewers as well as uh, game enthusiasts. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I thought that was really really nice to see. And then um, 
when you see her pregnant, I thought they were going the Blade route. You know, like Blade was basically mm-hmm. like his mother was bitten while she was pregnant. And that's why he's a daywalker and he can do both. Mm-hmm. And he's a vampire. That's right. And I was like, I thought that's the route they were going. And they're not too far off. They're not too far off from that. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, Xander, what about you? What are your thoughts about that? Oh, I literally shouted Blade out loud. I'm like, are they going with Blade? <laughs> and then it, it's still unclear, and maybe they did this on purpose, what happened. Because Ellie's mom, who I think is named Anna, says, I cut the cord after, but we know, um, you know, it, or it happened after. Right. Um, Jade cut the cord before. <laughs> but we know differently. So then it's a question of, did she feed Ellie or not? Like, what right. kind of, what's the time order? And I guess that's a question mark. Maybe we'll never get an answer to. But but yeah, total daywalker going on. Yeah, that was that was wild. Ruddy. I actually can answer that question about, did she feed her? She did not feed her. But yeah. the cordyceps, they move very quickly through your body. Yeah. So she was still attached with the umbilical cord. And a piece of it did go into her baby. Okay. That's crazy. That, okay, yeah. so it's that speedy. It's not like yeah. Walking Dead where you can it's... cut off the hand or something and then yeah. it does right. super yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because oh, they would have started yeah. chopping people's limbs off sooner if you could do that in this universe. Gotcha. But no, it was, it's very quick. It just goes all over you. You can't do anything to stop it. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's right, because these aren't zombies as they like to remind us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Rezzy, um, in the game, how much of uh, her birth do they show or of her mom do they show? Also? Zero, 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 really? zero. So, yeah, so this is like completely new. Um, I think those who watch the game or played the game always wonder, like, how is she immune, right? Well, there must be something, some story to, to it. But it was funny because it's it wasn't about that really at the throughout the whole game is more of like the journey itself right and mm-hmm. um the journey you're on not the destination um and i think that's kind of what the game went with but here as as most fans would probably demand we would we didn't have twitter as prominent back then so that's why i yeah i would imagine this is why <laughs> they needed a story behind it that's crazy. That's crazy. You know what else is crazy? Like, I don't know. Is that baby real? Because, like, how do they get a baby that small? Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a real child. Wow. Uh, how do yeah. they do that? That's got to be. There's no, like, know, a, man. like, it's like... W- working laws against having a baby that young. <laughs> <laughs> right out of the womb, right into the, <laughs> the state. So that baby is a few days old. Like, Yeah, it's got to be. It's Have very new. Baby? Yeah, like, because a newborn like a baby has like a conical head and whatnot. Like, it looks kind of yeah, funny, but they like... do smooth it out this yeah. baby was at least a few days old dude yeah my, my sister-in-law wouldn't anybody wouldn't let anybody see the baby for like a month this lady's like having her bring her kid to work <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta save for money. that college fund somehow you know started mm-hmm. early. exactly that is true exactly. with the way the banks are going right now uh might not be a bad idea <laughs> yep. get them 529s man too soon, too filling soon. them up. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we really need this podcast to take off, guys. <laughs> too much money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh, man. oh, shout out to April in the comments. She says she's been waiting all week for this. Well, we will try not to disappoint April. That was that was really good. Um, all right. So when we see um, Ellie's mom, and she is basically almost dead, half dead, baby still alive, she still hasn't turned yet. Um, we see Marlene working, walk in, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh crap! This is where the history is. This is where they know each other." Um, and also shout out to that one brown firefly agent. I was like, "Oh, cool, a brown guy." <laughs> His name I is Pradeep. That. Yeah, I was like, you "Yo, shout out Pradeep." I was like, I had to, I had to look him up. I had to give him his props, man. I was like, "All right, Pradeep, we see you." surviving the zombie apocalypse <laughs> okay fine i approve <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then we see like you know ellie was basically born in drama like crazy like her whole life in drama and if i mean the bane quote like you only mastered the the trauma i was born in it molded by it <laughs> <laughs> i was born in the darkness <laughs> oh <Our> burn. <laughs> <Our burn. laughs> <laughs> oh man i thought that's cool but the um the thing where they put uh, Ellie and Marley, uh, Ellie's mom and Marlene together, I thought was really, really cool. Xander, did you expect that at all? No, I didn't. And and again, I haven't played the game, so this entire episode is me just going, "What? What?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and you mentioned the knife earlier, like that was um, 
you know, that really stuck out to me. And it made me also think, who gave Ellie the Walkman? If you remember that from the episode, the flashback episode, like it seemed like these two things, there have been scenes where Ellie is really possessive of those items. Yeah. Uh, So it was really nice to see that callback. And I wonder if we'll see a Walkman callback. But yeah, no, I was surprised. (laughs) That was really cool. Because we also saw a knife in a very, uh, whatchamacallit, it was shot in a way that it like focused on it. And it wasn't, Ellie's knife. It was actually Sarah's knife that she puts in the counter uh, in the first episode. It was just weird. Mm. And I, I always thought that they, they were going to come back to that. And maybe they still might. But I thought that was very, very interesting. So lots of knife stuff going around. Um, but now we move on and we see like Ellie in the real world and in the present time. And girl's not herself, man. She is not herself. She is she's having a rough time. Uh she just did not seem like her punny, sarcastic self, right? And then Joel mm-hmm. was the one who was trying to be, like, super nice. Which, honestly, Joel being nice is more jarring to me than Ellie not being yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It was weird. It's like Batman being nice. Like, what, is, what are you doing? Uh, it, it felt very uncomfortable to me. This was like oh, Buddy Joel. That. Like, it was a different tone of Joel. At yeah. least in the yeah. first part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we see many sides of Joel in this episode. Many sides of Joel. <laughs> oh my god. And then he's like, you know what'll cheer me up? Some puns. And like <laughs> he said, you see him yeah. do all that stuff. He's being so nice. But um, yeah, no. And even Joel with like cracking sarcastic stuff. He goes, like, all right, we're gonna stick dynamite in that hole and blow it up and go right through it. And she's like, Really? Like, no, we're gonna do what you said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, yeah, I love that. That was, was just, a great part. She was being so serious the whole time, even when she was in that building and she was in the plant. And then, like, she wasn't even paying attention when he was talking about, you know, getting the ladder. But then, you know, she gets the ladder, she goes up, and then the childhood Ellie comes back. She just goes running, and Joel had to go chase her. And then we kind of <laughs> see, like, there's giraffes there, which I was like, whoa, where did a giraffe come from? That was wild. I was like, okay, is the zoo out? So I thought yeah. that was really cool. Um, all right, first I want to ask Rezzy, Rezzy, how much of that is part of the game? Do we actually get to see oh. the mood change, giraffes, all that stuff? Does that happen? Yeah, well, I don't remember the mood change, but I do remember uh, the ladder. So the ladder is a huge thing in the game. So basically, <laughs> you have to boost Ellie up throughout the game, and yeah. she has to grab a ladder. Or you get a ladder, and then, you know, it's like a big, big thing. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, there's a ladder. But then, yes, the uh, giraffe part is totally in it. And there's just this, I don't know, not a flock, uh, <laughs> a herd, a herd of giraffe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, I'm gonna it was, it was really. Yeah, you're going to. Okay. A, group a grouping. Yes, group giraffes of giraffes called. Yes, giraffes. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome. That's and, cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is really funny. What are they called? Like, what is it? words. So there's herd. There's troop, okay. there's core, and then there's a tower. <laughs> a oh, tower. I like a tower. I like a tower. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like tower of giraffes. For this one. Yeah. 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 There were a tower of giraffes. Love it. Do you think Love that it. was a real giraffe? It kind of looked like the tongue looked real, but like the face didn't like, I don't know. Did you, what did you all, I don't know. That, I actually it, wondered it, the same thing because I have fed a giraffe uh, yeah. in person like they did, um, like they show in the show tonight and mm-hmm. can confirm those tongues look like that and twist like that. Yeah. And so I was impressed if it is CGI. It was a really I, I do think it's CGI because I went to Kenya and I also fed the giraffes and there was not enough slobber for that to be real. Because I remember uh, doing that and there was so yeah. much slobber. Yeah, yeah. There okay, was a lot fair. of slobber. Fair. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. So unless you know, I saw if, some like, go ahead. If any of you come to the zoo here in Houston, you can feed them. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. They're, they're fun. It's fun to feed giraffes. I really, really like that. We didn't feed them grass, though. We had like these little, like, I don't know, like pebbles or kebbles or something like that that we fed them. They were really cool, though. Oh, they're so friendly. Yeah, we gave giant, like, lettuce, like, leaves, like giant uh, romaine lettuce leaves. So, no, nah, what yeah. they do is they have this machine and they put, like, a bunch of stuff in there, like corn and, like, wheat and all this stuff. And then they come out mm. in these little, like, tablets. They're, like, pretty huge tablets. And you just, like, put them in your hand and they just, mm. like, Eat them and they slobber all over your hands. Yeah, it's really, really April, cool. April, April agrees with the slobber. 
Yeah, yeah, it's all about the slobber. <laughs> I guess they were running so low funny. on pellets in the apocalypse, though, so they'll have to go for, yeah. have to go for trees. I know, I know. It's crazy. All right, very cool, very cool. Um, so it does snap her out of it, and then they have, like, a little moment, and he's like, listen, we don't have to do this. We don't have to go where we're going. We can just turn back, go where Tommy is, and just live out our days uh, there in the little communist commune, right, and just be happy. And, uh, socialist, sir. No, I think they said communist in the in the thing. Yeah, the it's episode. a commune. Yeah, it's a commune. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the socialist was from Ant Man and Quantum Mania. The ants were socialist. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. Um, and then she says, "No, like we got to see it through because all of this can't be for nothing." Uh, which makes the end that much more difficult when when you see what happened. <laughs> but she goes. Listen, after this is over, I'll follow you anywhere. And that, oh my God, that hurts too. <laughs> Everything says hurts so much. <laughs> oh man, Xander, what are your thoughts? <laughs> oh man, when she said, but there's no halfway with this, we finish what we started. Oh, uh, I was no. like, I, everyone kept saying this episode was going to be gut wrenching. So I sat on the edge of my seat, waiting for it, waiting for it. And dropping lines like that, I'm like, oh dear God, what's coming? <laughs> I just. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, wasn't but it was it. that whole scene was really touching. I thought because it was Buddy Joel, for lack of a better way to call it, right? And it was yeah. in that same scene. He also, for instance, mentioned Sarah's name. Like he mentions his daughter's name, which is yeah. not something pre last episode we'd ever would expect, right? And they actually seem to be having a conversation. So I just felt like, okay, they're now tugging my heartstrings, which means they're about to rip them apart somehow. But let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> So he also uh, has a conversation with her. And this conversation really got me because he talks about how he got his scar. And apparently you think it was some kind of fight or something. Apparently this scar was from his suicide, right? So he tried to shoot himself in the head and then he flinched, right? Mm -hmm. And he was like, I was ready to go. I don't know why I flinched. Um, that was wild. Jazz, is that in the game at all? Is, is that part of it? Or is that new story for uh, for Joel? Um, Rosie, I'm going to defer to you because I cannot remember the scene. What about you, Rosie? What do you yeah, think? I don't I don't remember. I do remember that like towards the end of the game, there are a lot of tender moments between right. the two of them. Like mm -hmm. a lot of conversations, a lot of conversations. So I, I imagine it was. Um, yeah. but I think, like, if what, both of us don't remember it, I, maybe it wasn't there and maybe yeah. we're filling in the gaps in our memory with the show now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, fair, yeah. But I, yeah, but I, I think what really got me was when, uh, you know, she says to him, time heals all wounds. And then he says to, and looks at her, it wasn't time that did it, looks directly yeah. at her. And she knew exactly what he meant. It was her. Yeah. It was her. That was, that was really that good. Was and I tweeted that out earlier because at the end of the episode, the director uh, kind of explains what that line meant. And he said that time doesn't heal all wounds. It just makes it faded. It's people that do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, that's a good line. That's yeah. a great line. And I, I will definitely remember that. That's a line I'm going to remember. I think that was really, really cool. Uh, very powerful for people going through grief. And like, you know, like I've done grief counseling and stuff like that. And I think this is a very powerful way to, I don't know, very powerful perspective to have, right? Like time is important, but people are what's going to make it really, really heal. I think that was really, really good. Um, so they're like basically going through this really heartfelt moment. Uh, Xander, what were your thoughts about this heartfelt conversation? Um well, I have to say, I came into this episode thinking that Joel might die. And mm -hmm. this conversation made me think that that was what was going to happen. Uh, <laughs> because it was such a sweet moment. And as I say, I felt like they were luring me in in order to then you know, crush my soul, which, you know, maybe they did. Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, but I just... It showed to me the level of depth and connection, like we talked about last week of the father figure role between right. Joel and Ellie and what you would do for your child. And when he looks at her, as, as, as you said, and looks right into her eyes and his eyes well up and he's, and you just know that she is 
what has healed him to the extent one can be healed from something that's mm-hmm. traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's great. And then, you know, after that conversation, we see them go back to their pun book. So they're, they're reading out puns. I did Bring like the, the great book. one. I did the like great the great one. one. He was like, <laughs> what did the green grave say to the purple grave? <laughs> Stop holding your breath. I, I thought that Breathe, one you idiot. That Breathe, one you idiot. <laughs> Breathe, you idiot. Breathe, you idiot. Breathe, you idiot. That's what it was. Oh, my God. That uh, one wasn't right. bad. But as soon as that happened, there's a flash grenade, right? There's a flashbang. And you see Joel get hit. You see Ellie get kidnapped. And then when Joel comes to, Marlene is back. Now... I'm like, oh, cool, happy ending. Everything is going great. We're <laughs> at the end of the episode. <laughs> We're everything is cured. End of the episode. We're great. What a nice way to wrap everything up. <laughs> this well, is actually that was the wrong. one part of the show I didn't believe. Why would you waste a flashbang here? <laughs> That's like the one know. thing I didn't believe. But the rest of it, yes. <laughs> I I don't know, maybe because Marlene wasn't there, so they didn't know that she was with Joel. She could have been with anybody. Mm. So who knows, right? Um, but I thought that was cool. And then she had to talk with Joel and she goes, I don't know how you made it. Cause I came here with five guys and we still barely made it and they all died. And I was like, got here by myself. And she's like, You made it with this little girl. And he's like, Yeah, but she's tougher than she looks, right? Giving her credit. And then he's like, you're the last person I want to owe. <laughs> I'm like, but but I owe you. Um, and then he's like, where's Ellie? And then like, this is where things go south. <laughs> this is where things go sour. She's like, oh, she's getting prepped for operation. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> Does she have an appendix that needs to get taken out? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> um, and then we're like, I'm thinking, okay, fine. They're going to do some like blood testing or something. Uh, but they talk about how the cardiceps work and how they get into the brain. Uh, Jeff, you want to elaborate on that? Because I think you talked a little bit about it earlier. But um, her explanation was that it doesn't work that way. She basically has it in her and it's in her brain somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how the cordyceps, like, they move through your body, right? But they need to tap into your nervous system. So where do they go? They go to your brain. That's where they can control you, your emotions. It's just like the, I can't remember the actual fungus that takes over bugs, but it's very similar to that where they tap into their neural network and then just take over the host's body and make them do whatever they want. Uh, these cordyceps function a similar way with uh, humans. So they need to go to the control center to take over the host's body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, exactly. That. See, that's crazy. Uh, see, if the, what they should do, they should combine this show with Inside Out, and then they show the f- emotions in their head <laughs> fighting it out with the bugger steps. And that's anger. what they should do. <laughs> it's just, it's just all the red one, though, right? It's just him. Yeah. All yeah. All right. Oh no! Of course, we be like, this one's cool. Let's let's keep him. <laughs> it's probably the sad one. They're like, oh, they're like, do you really want to do this? <laughs> oh my god! I love that movie. Inside Out is a great movie, by the way. Fantastic um, movie. All right, so. I don't know what happens here. Something just once Joel realizes that she's not going to survive this operation, um, things go south, and it's hard to be like, who is right, who is wrong. It's one of those like trolley experiments where like, would you save one person to save five more, and if that person is your mom, like, this is basically like a whole episode of that trolley experiment, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Joel just goes along with it. He, they walk him out. Uh, basically, he's buying time. And this is where the cinematography and the editing is so great. The sound goes dull. It doesn't go out. Yeah. It goes yes. dull. And then yeah. you can, and then like, you're, my heart pounding at this point. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. What's happening? And he just goes straight jack bauer rambo jason Bourne, like whoever it is john wick uh john wick, wick. yeah taken you name it oh yeah. my god you name it he just goes on a shooting rampage and it was good to see it was wild to see but but these are the good guys they're not like bad guys the fireflies are like i guess i don't know if they're good guys but they're not like all bad they just saved him uh, they're the people that he was trying to get him to. Uh, Marlene is part of it. She's part of her friends. I don't know. It's very confusing. And then, like, there is a point where 
one guy puts his gun down and surrenders. Motherfucker shoots him anyways. <laughs> like, no, yes. Joel. Joel, you are not a hero. <laughs> you may be a villain. We might have been nope. rooting for the villain the whole time. There are no survivors here. I wouldn't even say he's an anti-hero. He's just a straight-up villain in this. He just straight-up murdered that guy. Um, wow. And, like, all right. Before he say that, Lee, let's just talk about this rampage. I want to get everyone's thoughts on this rampage, starting with Xander. What are your thoughts? <laughs> okay, so for the folks who are listening to this as a podcast and not watching it on YouTube, uh, you would not know that I'm wearing a Vote for Pedro t-shirt, which I put on <laughs> before I watched this episode amazing <laughs> amazing so let's just start off with that uh, you might start a new yeah. trend xander but uh but yeah, yeah i'm gonna I, go buy a vote for pager shirt right now on amazon i think so, i think i will as <laughs> they well. are available that i will say that's where i got this one um but yeah it was to your point about the sound and you said you, you heard your heart beating it wasn't just your heart the score actually had a heartbeat in it. Mm. And so there was a dulling of the of the colors. There was a dulling of the the volume and sort of pitch of what you we were hearing and the heartbeat. And it like we saw uh, Ellie do in the last episode, right? This was that switch going off. And it was yeah. like, okay, we talked last week about how you would do anything for your loved ones. Mm. This was then it. And just solid few minutes of it doesn't matter as you say if they give up their gun or if they're innocent or not and i was thinking again to what would have been said back in jackson uh where ellie's like well if to the extent he kills people they're not innocent anymore right and maria cautioned her about that and mm -hmm. i know we're going to get to that at the end but mm -hmm. yeah it was he him completely zoning out like ellie zoned out last week this was joel zoning out this week just you singular vision to save ellie whatever came into his way yeah that was that was wild I, I like that you said that because ellie and joel they're just built different they got that dog in them <laughs> like it just goes wild <laughs> resi what are your thoughts about uh that scene yeah it was so different well okay first let me explain the game so the game uh your the whole game pretty much you can choose to do stealth right you could do you can kill people quietly you know zombies or sorry infected and also you know, humans, but once you get to the hospital, it doesn't matter, right? You, you can just, be, you just, you just shoot up the place. Right. And so I think with, with the way that it was done here, like in, like in contrast to the game, I actually kind of like this a little better um, because I mean, although the, the game is a little longer here, it just focused you in this moment with Joel and watching him go on basically an execution spree um and all for this one girl um and it i think like you know after like marlene told him earlier like the cordyceps you know, he she he said the cordyceps grows in your brain and then she says i know like you could <laughs> kind of see the gears turning yeah. from, from that point on down the stairs but like yeah i mean it was is masterfully done. Like if this this episode doesn't win some awards for cinematography, I mean, my goodness, like it was just stunning how they just sound and editing and everything. It's masterful. Yeah, Jazz, um, got a question for you. Okay. All right. Do you think episode one Joel would have done the same thing, or what he would have been like? Nah, I don't give a shit. Episode one, Joel would have been like, it's just another girl. Life goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Look, he this whole show was them showing Joel and Ellie developing a bond, right? Right. This wouldn't have happened without that bond. If it was just cargo, Joel would have dropped her off and left. That's it. No, Ellie is now Joel's daughter. Mm. And don't you dare piss off Pedro Pascal with one of his kids. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> We, there's plenty of shows Rogu. that can prove it. There's plenty of shows <laughs> that will show you this. Doesn't matter. Don't do it. Yeah, that's true. I, that's true. I don't know. I think. Oh. I think what, one more thing, like with with comparing episode one to this. Yeah. You know, I think he realizes just like you know in a, in a, one of the prior episodes that like if he doesn't do anything, like he cannot trust anyone else yeah. to keep Ellie safe. 
keep mm-hmm. Sarah safe. He realized that and he will do whatever it takes, literally whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And, and if I could add, I think this is about his self-preservation too, right? Because yeah. we've already established now earlier in this episode that Ellie is what is getting him through. And she has rehabilitated him and she is so important to him. Mm -hmm. So the prospect of losing her is essentially facing the prospect of losing himself again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it was self-defense of the unit that is this family of Joel's now, of Ellie and him together. That's very true. Joel's has said it before and again, like, what, what keeps you going? You keep going for family, right? And... You could see in the beginning, family. Yeah, family. (laughs) (laughs) Even in the beginning, um, he was concerned about where his brother was. That's what kept him going, right? And then he got to his brother. You know, at that point, like she was like she was family at that point, and like that's what really keeps him going. And if you take that away from him, uh, he has very little to live for. That's what keeps him going all the time, and she is his source for a reason to live, and. Even in this episode, he talks about Sarah in such a way where, like, you know, you've never seen him talk about her before. Before, it was like, mm-hmm. you don't say her name. Now he's like describing her and all that stuff. So it's really, really interesting um, how that went down. Um, but he does end up saving Ellie. Uh, he shoots the doctor. I'm like, yo, uh, they, there's not a lot of them. Um, he let yeah. the nurses go. I mean, That's I'm not two I'm, doctors I'm, down in the show. <laughs> yeah, two doctors down. Although I don't know if the other two were nurses. Uh, they they could have been doctors too. You know, equality. I know. Also, <laughs> I don't know what they were, but he let the two women uh, live. Um, well, he didn't let them live. What do you mean? If he had more bullets, he would have shot them. Oh, he ran out of bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He did. He did. Yeah, that's right. Oh. He checked the gun. It was very light. So then he pulled the thing back just to see if there was one in the chamber. Yeah. So he kept that bullet in case he really needed to use it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. If he had more bullets, those two nurses would have been dead. Damn. And here I am. Uh... Like, not like, gun restraint. He, d- he did not. Uh-uh. No. This was yeah. unadulterated, unrestrained human rage wow damn wow yeah i missed that too i thought oh he finally stopped because he saw ellie and then that Mm -hmm. made him stop but okay so once again i've worn the wrong shirt Um, (laughs) (laughs) well listen at least he didn't discriminate between men and women he shot them all equally (laughs) or he would have I can, I can say as someone who has taught international human rights, international humanitarian law, lectures, whatnot, th- th- this is not how the rules work, okay? No. <laughs> he broke every rule of engagement here. No, there's no Geneva Convention. Nope. <laughs> this, this was not Geneva Convention compliant, my goodness. No. <laughs> oh, man. But then uh, where did he get a, a bullet when uh, Marlene gets there? He gets it picked up. No, he had one left. left. He had mm-hmm. one left. Oh, okay. So... Yeah, you can tell two, how many bullets were a gun two, by the weight. Like, okay, you can gotcha. more or less guesstimate. I'm guessing you probably haven't actually held a gun or shot bullets, right? Remember, Jazz lives in Texas. I have. Okay, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've gone to like shooting ranges, but I don't have a gun on me. Okay, yeah. Like <laughs> once you practice enough with it, you can tell by the weight of the gun how many bullets are left in there. Okay. And okay. he did check, just like he did check, like you know, he saw the the one in the chamber, and then I'm pretty sure they cut the scene off where he probably pulled the clip out just to check, but. Yeah, he was low on bullets, so he was counting bullets there. Okay. Yeah, he kept picking up a gun in each room. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, just like with like in the video games, right? You kill somebody, exactly. you pick up their gun yes. for more ammo. <laughs> yes. I didn't even play yes. the game, and I know that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. that's I'm honestly glad they showed different guns because it's like you can't take an M4 clip and put it in a pistol. Like this doesn't work. But yeah. uh, this yeah. one, they actually did a pretty good job. With all this. That's right. really funny. <laughs> uh, the 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 reason I brought up the the two other uh, surgeon, the women. I feel like they were played by somebody famous because I saw that on Twitter uh, and they might come back in part two as somebody, I don't know, people were, people were speculating about who these two people could be. I don't any think doc- anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, okay. I don't think it was. Um, I don't know. Maybe Jazz has other theories, but I think in terms of playing games one and two and two is also obviously more fresh for me. 
I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't, I don't want to say anything. Jinx it, but yeah, I don't think. It's yeah, happening. yeah. I I saw some tweets, but I can't since I haven't played the games. I don't know if they're spoilers or not, so we can just skip that. But I, if you go on Twitter and you you type in the nurse or you, you go into, yeah, is that somebody famous or like something important? Bailey's in Last of Us Two, and then this is the actress that. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. that, okay. Good. I want I'm to make sure it wasn't a spoiler. I'm gonna look now. All right. So then he runs into Marlene, and I got. I'm going. Okay, he shoots Marlene, but I'm like, we never see him shoot her, so maybe she'll she's still alive. And then they go back and they show us the full scene, and then you're like, <laughs> okay, she he didn't shoot her. I mean, like he didn't kill her. He just shot her. Okay, good. And he's like, you can still come back from this. And I'm like, okay, good, good. Then boom, headshot. I'm like, Joe, what God. in the world are you doing? Like, <laughs> he's gone crazy. Oh man. And like the Marlene one was the last straw. I was like, there's no coming back from this. <laughs> there was never any coming back for Joel. You were innocent people before this episode. Like M- Marlene said that, hey, there's coming back from this. You can just give me the girl and we can still mm-hmm. come back from this. Uh could have been both. Like, we don't know. Um Wow. All right. Let's talk about this here because I want to talk about ethics. This. Let's go. Ethics. Let's get into the ethics, the trolley problem. What Joel did, right, wrong, <laughs> eh, I don't know. I am someone who chooses chaos, <laughs> so I will support his rights, and I will support his wrongs. Listen, are are Joel, you being devil's advocate here, or do you truly believe this? <laughs> no, I believe it. Here's the thing, man. Joel <laughs> wants to save the world, but you know what? She's his world, bro. She's his world. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what they say, so, right? Uh, I'm not a hero because a hero will sacrifice you for saving the world. I will sacrifice the world to save you. Mm, dun, dun, dun. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I don't know, man. That was wild. That's wild. I mean, it doesn't make sense. You can save the whole world. But like, if it's your kid, what would you do? And as someone who has a daughter, you know who we have to ask. I hate you. So much. <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah, so my wife and I talked about this afterwards. And she was like, uh, well, I won't say what, what she said. I'll say what I said. Um, I said I would do it. <laughs> I, I would think it's like a it's necessary okay, wrong. I think it's a necessary wrong, right? It's not a right thing that he did. It's not right at all. Yeah. But I think, I think it's something that he kind of had to do, right? I think it's something that, you know, if you're trying to protect the one person you're, you know, one or many people you're supposed to protect, um, family, um, at the expense of the whole world. Um, it's tough. Uh, yes, my face. (laughs) Yes. Uh, it was hard, man. But also I think like, you know, when Marlene says that line back to him that like, you want her to live in a broken world, like she's not wrong. Right. Like the things that Marlene was saying was she wasn't wrong. But I think yeah. it's like a little bit, I, I think also like the way that she did it, I think he feels probably a little bit of betrayal, right? Um, from Marlene. I don't even know how, how close they yeah. are. I don't, I don't imagine they're too close, but yeah, it's tough, man. I think I'd probably do the same thing. Uh, rampage and all. <laughs> rampage and all, man. Rampage I'm... and all. This is after the world ends. This is after the world ends. Oh, be very clear. <laughs> when there are no we have laws, a law professor here, and I'm pretty sure she's very familiar with utilitarian deontological ethics. I know, so, I know. I wanted, I, I wanted want to Jeremy save her for last. Answer, or do you want the? <laughs> yes, go with the Bentham answer. Because I actually I want, teach I want the both answers. problem in class. Um, Let's but, go. Okay, so there's the what would I personally do? At least I say from the comfort of the edge of my couch where I watch this versus <laughs> do I understand why he did what he did? Yeah. I mean, of course, the utilitarian argument in the Jolly problem is you kill the one to save the five on the two different tracks or however, whatever permutation you want to make with it. And here, you know, you kill Ellie, um, lobotomize Ellie to save the world. But I go back to what I said before. I think for Joel, this was saving Ellie, but it's really saving himself. Mm. And I'm not saying that what he did was right. Um, I, I'm really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> and about this, yeah. But he didn't wasn't in his right mind, right? Yeah. He wasn't thinking. We, we, as you as was said earlier, this was pure rampage and pure rage. 
Okay, this probably was not insanity. John Wick calculated <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. offense and move, right? Sure. This is yeah, just yeah. no sound, no nothing, just heartbeat in that background of that score. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wasn't making a calculus, right? And then is to shoot Marlene after she's injured when he said, but you're going to come after us. I kind of sat there and I'm like, ah, kind of hard to disagree with that. Like if you've already yeah. gone this far, yeah. that that's not illogical. For him yeah. to conclude that yeah he should have burned the whole building down um <laughs> <laughs> yeah this truly is like who you are as a person i'm this debate has been going on online for a decade now like yeah what, did what joel do like is that correct y- to this day you can go on reddit and people will be arguing x y and z people will be arguing yes. like all the different ethical philosophies of what kind of person you are yada yada like there is no right answer. I mean, in my opinion, I yeah, actually I won't say it. Uh, the right an- there is no right answer because you will find people. I want to say like something like forty five, fifty five percent split each way. Like there's just no way for you to come to a conclusion that everybody will be happy with. Yeah, it's really interesting to look at studies actually about the trolley problem and the folks who are the most utilitarian are people with high sociopathic tendencies. Perhaps mm-hmm. that's not surprising. And then people who have um, uh, done a lot of uh, reading on certain kinds of detachment philosophy, right? And again, utilitarian. So, um, so uh, certain folks who are in, from a Buddhist tradition, this is not, I, I, please understand, this is not me saying anything negative about that, but it has to do with a certain approach um they there at least has been a statistical sampling um that shows yeah sociopaths would for perhaps not take the joel route which seems funny given then the, the rampage that ensued but the idea mm-hmm. of weighing lives against each other um you know that's how it comes out but it's again very easy for all of us to make these judgments for where we are um we have not been through <laughs> the apocalypse yeah. and had a family member in this situation it's, it's not it's logical i just think in this kind of scene it's not logical so let's right. hope so none of us get puts in that yeah. let's hope we're not never put in that situation yeah, oh, yeah. we never want any one of us yeah we have these problems every day though like sure. if i was like an engineer for tesla de- designing you know self-driving cars right there's a uh, you know people crossing the road and unfortunately there's no way to stop the car in time like you can go with 50 different scenarios and the question is who does the car kill and the reality is we don't have an answer for this like you cannot determine who should live who should die whether it's through programming through even your decision making it's it, it's a question like if you step into the point you're playing god essentially and no one wants that so I think the consensus around because nobody has the answer is just let it play out, see what happens. I do like, think it's no funny. Way to go with this. I I do think it's funny how different shows and media portray it differently. Like when you go watch uh, Infinity Wars, Captain America, what does he say? We don't trade lives, right? Yeah. And he's the hero in that situation, and then he's basically doing what Joel would have done. He's not sacrificing Vision to save millions of lives, and in this situation. Joel is pretty much doing what Captain America did, albeit a lot more violently, <laughs> with a lot more debt. But like, still, it's the same equation. Um, and it's so funny how different shows have show the same question, but from a completely different perspective. And it can change your mind depending on the perspective they show you, whether the PG thirteen or PG, or if you become like a rated R TV MMA show. Even something subtle as that can change your whole perspective on this. And I think that's pretty fascinating. I think that's really, really cool. Um, but hopefully yeah, we'll like never you, have to make these kind of things. You in the beginning of this episode, you were like, I can't support this guy at all. He crossed so many lines. And then when Xander brought up that this was self-defense, you're like, oh, wait, I, I kind of get it now. <laughs> like, no, no, that's it. not true. That's not true. I tweeted in the beginning of this episode that we did that okay. I will support his rights and I will support his wrongs. <laughs> I, I tweeted that. <laughs> you can timestamp that. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I do like to further the question. I like to mess around. I want to make it a good podcast. So I throw a little bit mm-hmm. here and there. But let's talk about when she wakes up in the car. So she wakes up in the car and 
this motherfucker just starts lying to her. <laughs> Not a good liar, because like she can totally tell he's lying. She can totally um, tell. She knew. And he's like, is Marlene dead? And he's like, doesn't answer. Pause. And we're kind of just like... <laughs> Pivot, this, pause. But at this point, we didn't know Marlene was dead. We didn't know, so I had the same yeah, question. True. Me and Ellie were both like, yeah, is she dead? And then they go back <laughs> to the flashback, and you're like, oh, she dead dead. <laughs> no doubt about it. One bullet in between the eyes, just boom. Yeah, yeah. She ain't gonna be in rush hour three. <laughs> it's just over. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and then uh he's like, okay, I'm gonna take <laughs> he got the reference. <laughs> yep. say that, that that's a blooper scene from Rush Hour too. <laughs> I always quote it. So, um, great. so basically, uh he says we're gonna take us home. And they end up going back to Wyoming. They go as far as they can, and they're like, we got to hike the rest of the way there. Um, and then he starts talking more about his daughter and saying, my daughter is girly. Not that you aren't. <laughs> and my daughter was really pretty. Not that you aren't. <laughs> she was really tall. <laughs> Not that you aren't. They kept doing that. I was like, yeah, damn, Joel. <laughs> trying, trying hard. Uh, he's yeah. trying hard. He was trying hard. He's trying hard <laughs> was, like, not to pick between his two kids, but he has a family. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. Uh, but he's like, I think like- you would. You know, I think you would have liked her. Like her, you were very funny, and because of that, you know, she would have liked you. And she's like, I think I would have liked her too. Uh, And then Ellie also shares like, Hey, when you asked me back in like Pittsburgh or whatever, if that's the first person I killed, it wasn't. And she goes, I also killed my friend Riley because we both turned, or she turned, and I didn't. Um, And like, you know, he's like, Yeah, we just gotta find something to fight for. And then that's where she goes. Is everything you're telling me about what happened back there true? I want you to swear to me. And <laughs> Joel, without swear hesitation, goes, swear to me. Where are the drugs? <laughs> oh, Where's <man>. Rachel? <laughs> oh, man. And then he swear to me. Oh, my God. Nice. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, 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 wait. Swear to me. Swear what? to me. Swear to me. Okay, I, I did not get the memo. I didn't get the memo. I didn't get the memo either. What? <laughs> we both had Batman mask. <laughs> you know what? Back like to arms, Amazon. Arms <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And like Joel just straight up says no. And this is where I realized, like, Joel, you're super selfish <laughs> right now. You're keeping her alive for you, not for herself, because she may not have made that choice. She would she would might have made the choice to sacrifice herself. She had said in a few scenes, we have gone this far. It can't be for nothing. That's what she said. And he is basically saying, telling her uh, what he wants her to hear, uh, hear so she doesn't have to think about that. <laughs> I did the thing again where I started laughing without reading the comment out loud. <laughs> April's like, swear to me, here's a little. April, you're, co- you're combining The Bachelor and this together. <laughs> Our bachelor, yeah, the bachelor reference. episodes, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, the one like guy. Who, whenever he has any kind of inconvenience with the girl, he sends her home in a limo. He doesn't even bother trying to work it out. He goes, "Here's a limo." <laughs> so, April brought that out. April's one of our few people who watches our podcast from the Bachelor and Nerd Culture. She's one of the people oh, who are in the Venn Ven diagram. <laughs> yeah, oh, see, the Venn right. diagram is supposed to be two separate circles. Now there's like one tangent point there in the middle. <laughs> Yeah, and it's April. That's it. There's one. <laughs> but I wanted to get your thoughts, uh, Xander, starting with you, about like what you thought about him lying, not letting her know because he she might have chosen to sacrifice herself. If you she might Joel, have. Joel is a very selfish person this, in this situation. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, there's so many hints throughout this episode, as you say, about her saying, this is my purpose, or like we can't, this can't be for nothing. But yeah. two things really struck me about him... Uh, when, when he says, I swear, and then she says, okay. Number one, I just want to take a moment to recognize that Pedro Pascal is an amazing actor. Because mm-hmm. the Fantastic. way in which he said that, it w- it's really hard to first act. And then it's to act and then act like you're lying, but with just enough hint that the audience gets it. Like, I, I was just really impressed in that moment. Because mm-hmm. it was very yeah. believable that that is the way that it would come out if you're not telling the truth. Um, but of course, I thought back to Jackson and Maria. Be careful who you put your faith in. The only people who can betray us are the ones we trust, right? Oh, 
Full circle. Snap, snap, snap. Full snap, circle snap. back on that. Yeah. yeah. That's great callback. Great it just callback. got me in the gut. Got me in the gut. Mm. Woo. Woo. All right, Rezzy, what about you? What are your thoughts? Well, I'm a what bad are your liar. About that? So I would, I would fail <laughs> epically. If I were Joel, I would fail yeah. so hard in this situation. I'd be like, okay, so I killed everyone. <laughs> and I killed Marlene. <laughs> and then I just, I shot the doctor, right? And so that's how I, that's how I would end up going. So it would, it would be so, such a train wreck. I would not be able to hold my, my, uh, hold like the, the, the lion. That's how it would go. So that's oh, me. Man. That's funny. <laughs> uh, so I do this thing when I lie where I'm like, I smile when I lie. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> that's me. Like when I'm lying, I'm like, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> you can tell I'm lying because I have this fake smile. It's so Ruby bad. Ruby with the comment, a trolley wreck. Yeah, if I'm you the trolley wreck in this situation. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> like, April says it's like a Seinfeld episode. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Joel didn't just save like the one person on the trolley. He also destroyed half the train set. <laughs> just... <laughs> just... So true. So true. Yes. Oh, man. That that was wild. Oh my god! But this episode was bananas. And um, listen, I want to get everyone's last thoughts, and then what we're gonna do rank our favorite episodes as you know that's the best thing to do so for me this episode i love this ending i thought it was great it 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 gave me like enough to satisfy me but still want me to wait for next the part two like sometimes like something happens in game of thrones you're like no i gotta know what's next how could you leave it off the this is a very satisfying cliffhanger and I'm still engaged. I still want to know more. So I'm very satisfied with this episode. I really, really like it. I like the twist. I like the turn. Um, I am very curious where it's going to go next. And I can't wait to start playing the video game because now I can play the video game now that part one's over. And I'm probably going to go out and buy it tomorrow. And I'm really excited to play it. Bro, um, we'll, we'll stream it on Twitch. And then we'll do a commentary do. on it. It'll be great. That'll be so great. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can do it. Mm-hmm. I have no Rose, idea. YouTube. Andrew, you too. We'll, yeah. we'll all just like... <laughs> Everyone just buy a console or play it on your computer. (laughs) We're going to be Twitchers now or whatever they call them. I don't know what Twitchers are. (laughs) All right, cool. Rusty, what are your thoughts this episode? I I loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, it was so much like the, the, it was so much like the game. Um, And I think this is probably the closest out of every single episode to the game. Um, Heartstrings and all. Um, But I, I think it was a very satisfying conclusion to what could be just a one one season series right i think Mm -hmm. with the game we didn't know there would be a a part two um until literally a decade plus later Um, wait 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 hold on so the game ends like this and you have no idea that there's gonna be a part two correct no idea literally i think naughty uh, dog didn't have any plans to develop a part two no plans yeah it's like there's no story to tell so it just ends like like this wow correct yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so you literally have no idea i actually got part part one because i heard part two is coming out so i was like oh i need to play that so i I didn't play the game back in 2013 i didn't even have a playstation so i i just i I played it more recently i played a remastered version and then i actually rebought it when they re-upped it for playstation 5 so that's such a weird way to play a game and it ends like that i wonder if people were happy about it or unsatisfied or like no i'm telling you jazz was saying they've been debating for yeah they've been debating for a decade Wow! Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, fantastic, man! Fantastic. Just wait till the second season. Oof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Last of Us Part Two came out in 2020 during the pandemic. Like, yeah. Part Two is really recent, relatively speaking. Whoa! This Part Two came out during the pandemic. What a yeah. great time to bring out a game about diseases and <laughs> pandemics. <laughs> they timed it perfectly because, perfectly. like, <laughs> wait, how do we know they didn't it. do COVID? You never know. Sounds sus. Trust me. <laughs> they have enough sus. knowledge to know not to. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. All right. Okay, so here are the there's nine episodes. The first one was the pilot. Hold on. Let's get Xander's thoughts on... Oh, did we not? I thought thoughts. we started with her. I mean, no, you didn't. You also didn't get my final thoughts, Neebs. Yeah. All right, all right. Bro. All right, all right, bro. <laughs> He's just really excited to rank them. Um, yes. As I said earlier, I went into this not knowing what was going to happen because I hadn't played the game. Fully expecting it to be crazy, given all the buzz. 
really thought we were going to get kind of a traditional cliffhanger of, you know, someone gets shot, but we don't know if they're dead sort of deal. Um, <laughs> this was a much more satisfying ending mm -hmm. because it is a semicolon, which brings you to the end of a, of, of a phrase, but it's maybe not the end of the sentence. And mm. to the point be of they didn't know if they were going to have a season two when they started shooting this for season one. If this was all we had, okay, yeah, I debated for ten years because I'm mad about <laughs> the whole thing. But maybe by the time the next season comes out, I'll get over it. But um, uh, but now we have a season two, and there's somewhere to go with it. So mm. I think it was a really smart ending. And to now hear that that's how the game ended, I think if it were the game, I'd be actually really, really frustrated. Yeah. As, as a current watcher, yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm okay with this. As traumatized and upset as I am as to what occurred in this episode. Yeah, it's funny. All right, Jazz, what about you, bro? Last thought. So at the very end where Ellie asked Joel, you know, swear to me, this one hurt more because... All her life, Ellie thought that the Fireflies were good, right? She thought Fedra was bad, Fireflies are good, I'm doing this for the right thing. And suddenly, she has to come to terms with the fact that maybe I was wrong about my whole life's purpose the entire time. It's not just Joel who has to, you know, deal with this issue, it's Ellie herself too. Because if Joel does tell her the truth, then that means that Ellie was wrong the entire time. She's going to give her life up for something possibly evil. Like, is it right for them to do what they did? Oh, no, absolutely not. There was no consent in what the Fireflies were yeah. doing. Like, they yeah. did not inform her of what's going to happen. They were just ready to write her off. And mm. this is going to change Ellie's entire worldview. So even if Joel did lie, which, you know, a good parent should in that situation... Uh, sorry, Rosie. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like, I, I think she knew, like, we, we know she knew he's lying, but she has to accept it. And she's forcing herself to accept the fact that, okay, he's right. I can't do anything more beyond this. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Anyways, great, great series. Very happy with how it turned out. Just like the game. I love the ethical dilemma here at the end. And I cannot yeah. wait to see all the hate on Twitter or the love on Twitter because I guarantee you it will be split halfway. Everyone's going to have an opinion. And this will give us more to talk about in the future for season two. Yeah, so far, everyone's just crying on Twitter. <laughs> like, that's all I've known so far. <laughs> I haven't seen the arguments. I've just seen, I've just oh, seen people crying. I'm only going to cry watching the Oscars. If Michelle, yeah, if Michelle Yeoh doesn't win, I will, I will flip with this table yeah actually yeah. I, think, I believe april mentioned that uh not to not to one something yeah. right yeah mm -hmm. yeah not to one not to not to one for best song awesome south uh, shout out to the uh, south indians well were the... there actually any south indians on stage tonight i <laughs> uh, probably not. i don't know it's the Oscars. Yeah, actually that's one of the biggest things i was upset about is that they had Name. like a famous white choreographer and you know that's fine but the issue I had was with that she couldn't find a single South Indian dancer for this. That's what upset me the most. Like, there's no mm. shortage of South Indian dancers in. LA no, area. definitely not. I I used to host uh, Bollywood dance competitions, and a lot of South Indians would be on them. This is the belt that we used to give out of the trophy. Yeah. Well, uh, let's not get distracted. Back to the last right, of us. Back, back <laughs> we'll to talk the last about of the Oscars <laughs> tomorrow or something. I know. <laughs> I know. We got we got two we got about two minutes. So uh let's uh go into uh we're not we're gonna go over, but it's fine. We're gonna go over. <laughs> uh we're gonna go ranking the episode. Or maybe we're our uh that's fine. Fine. We can go uh Neebs, um so the... you're gonna uh, have to stop your camera. We had the I think one that's having internet problems. I think you're getting cut now. Yeah. We may have lost him. Oh, he, we've lost him. <laughs> oh, am I? Oh, no, we hear you. Stop your Rusty, why? <laughs> go through the app. I, ass I assume you want me to rank them. Yeah. <laughs> what he said? Okay, let's just go with the ranks. Um, But really, really, really quick. I do want to say one thing about Pedro Pascal and the journey that he had with um, with with uh, Bella Ramsey. He left a note for her and he said, how interesting that something so huge 
and life-changing should happen so early in your life and so late in mine i was like oh Damn. that's so great it's really sweet yeah so a lot of people are crying over that so that's why people Aww. love pedro anyway so um i'm a father in real life okay go ahead yeah i know right okay so my rank order is number one is five is episode five endurance survive um mm -hmm. two it would be uh episode nine then three um is three uh the long long time then uh number four is is episode eight when we are in need uh then episode seven left behind then episode one when you're lost in the darkness then episode six kin episode two infected and then finally episode four please hold my hand that's my rank Solid. xander how about you uh see i'm gonna cheat a bit and group them uh because there's parts that's fine. I, that's fine. I like of certain episodes so three and seven have a lot in common and i just i really liked how this is not a show about zombies it's a show about people um yeah. and so much of what happens when we are in an apocalypse or existential threats is that and so for me three and seven really meant a lot uh five the ending made that episode for me um mm -hmm. the endure and survive and so it really gripped me like four i was like oh god is this like governor or something else again it's sort of the style of kind of <laughs> and they go yeah. to the city but the ending of five made up for it um loved jackson because i could tell there was so much foreshadowing in it and maybe i'm a little tainted because we've got the ex-lawyer running the town uh the, the former <laughs> <laughs> that's right the former was it a, a assistant u.s attorney um and uh i the the cold opens for one and two were so good like I don't know how to how to somehow rank those, oh, yeah. but they just yeah. were so gripping. Particularly the one that opened episode two, and actually eight and nine, like they were not my favorites, but um, but I really liked them, and I just don't kind of know where to put them amongst the others. Yeah, that's fair. Making me rethink my list, but I love your <laughs> grouping. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, but the eight and nine wouldn't work without the other ones that come before it. Like that's what exactly. makes them great. So this is correct. You ask me hard questions on the ranking, man. <laughs> I look at them as like individual ones, right? So yeah. I mean, it's a difficult right. ranking. Um, Neebs, are you back yet? I see. You. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we can yeah, hear yeah. you now. Cool. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I just put my uh, video down to the lowest resolution, and I think we're fine now. Cool. Yeah. What's your right. rank? Yeah. Do, do you do your yet? Oh, my rank. I haven't done mine yet. Um, yeah, so first. my favorite episode. All right. My favorite episode was the one with the preacher. I thought that was just the most okay. horror of the episode horror eight. episode. Yeah. Like it was like a real horror story. So I really liked one. Get me at the edge of my. Uh, then after that, I really like the uh, the second one where it starts off in Indonesia. And then we get like yeah. all the stuff that starts going on. They go to the mall and then we really get to learn about the characters. Uh, and then like the pilot, I think is one of the best pilots I've ever seen in my life. Like the money they spent on that, when that airplane comes crashing down, I was like, oh, yeah. that just set the tone for oh, it just as well. And then like in the middle, I have like four and five. I have the flashbacks of Bill and Frank and the flashbacks of uh, the mall. That those were really good episodes. They give you like a little bit of like a different change of pace from the show and really kind of get you like show you the heart of like where this going and like French, how important friendship is and stuff like that in these shows. Um, then it was the one, it, the two episodes in Pittsburgh where like they go there, they meet the, the lady who was fighting everything. Yeah, in Kansas City, sorry, Kansas City, not Pittsburgh. <laughs> they changed that. Um, I thought those two episodes were really good. And then, you know what? Uh, I forgot one. I did forget one. The one with the sniper shooting. That was actually higher up. So I think that one. And then the two uh, flashback episodes. And then the one where they first go into Pittsburgh. And then I would say this this one right here. Because this was just, it was a great episode. But, like, it hurt. It was just, it just blew my mind. And I'm just kind of like... <laughs> Too, yeah. too real, man. This one got too real for me. Yeah. <laughs> I hear All right, yeah. I'll close it out. What about you, Jack? Um, I'm, I'm actually with the Resi. Uh, this last episode is probably my favorite so far. 
just because it has the ethical dilemma and uh you know ethics was something i researched back when i was in undergrad for my senior honors thesis and so this was a really great episode for someone like me after that endure and survive just like rosie said uh then you know the preacher episode when we are in need uh this is where i'm kind of conflicted because i don't know if i should put the pilot here or if i should put uh bill and frank's long long time here uh at number four um they were just both really great for me uh it just worked out so well uh then after that i would put the second episode infected especially with the way uh test goes out and then after that i believe it was what's left that'll be uh, six, per, first seven, episode of pittsburgh or Kansas pilot. city and the no, pilot, pilot i had at four pilot i had like a four or five with uh oh, okay. Frank. yeah i'm not exactly sure where i'd put those two exactly um yeah after that uh the second episode of uh kansas city kin that was great and then i would put oh man it's between four and seven now i would put four above seven mm. yeah yeah i like the mall scene and all that uh it was great but it was just a very slow episode for me and so yeah. like it's a great yeah i get that like it wasn't like i just really love the, the cinematography of that episode yeah. but i, I oh, well, yeah yeah you're right i get that yeah i will give it the cinematography like, every episode had episode. its own like unique thing it really did absolutely it's, it's yeah. an amazing every show. episode had something really really great about it yeah well the all right well before talking. we go oh sander go ahead oh go ahead i was sander. gonna say the creators keep talking about how this show is really a show about love and if mm -hmm. you think of it that way and the relationships then it's three seven um uh five endurance yeah. survive and this one Mm -hmm. right those those are the big that's what ones. i have as my top four. and so now i'm seeing it four. i'm seeing it you see it mm -hmm. yeah that's that's why i have it as my top four because i'm a softie uh and so that's why i have those four as my top four <laughs> yeah makes I sense i love that you're a softie makes man sense. but i do have one thing i do need, need to say because i know we're we're running running and towards the end um i do want to actually give major shout out to to neves and jazz um you know for so long i've been looking for my tribe um, I wasn't cool um, growing up, but thanks to X-Men over the years uh, and Miss Marvel, I found both uh, that and my tribe, um, Nerds of Color. Um, so I really want to thank you for creating a space for us to just be ourselves and talk about things that we love. Um, and I'm always wishing you guys success in this uh, world and the next yeah. and uh, the podcast and bringing more good into this world. Oh, love you too, man. <laughs> Again, big softy. So I got, I got to yeah. go. And trust me, this is the last time we're going to see you. We're going to bring you back. Yeah. For sure. Both of y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. We'll definitely right, have reasons Close to bring you guys back. We'll just looking for reasons. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, but before we go, uh, Vander, Rusty, please tell people where they can find you, and then we'll close it out. Uh, thanks so much again for having me on. I can be found on Twitter at Have Law Will Travel, spelled HV Law Will Travel. Uh, Ozzy? Yes, I can be found also on Twitter, but I'm private, so <laughs> you got to be really cool to be my friend. Uh, just kidding, <laughs> or I have to know you. Uh, but at Ruzzy Hashmi, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. And like always, guys, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. And don't give, don't forget to give us a review. And until next time, guys, salam, nerds. Peace.